Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. We're going to chat about living with synesthesia. It's a neurological condition and journalist and editor Ashling Keenan is with me here on the programme today. Ashling, you'll explain this a lot better than I will. Just tell me, oh, what is synesthesia? I don't, I don't know if I'll explain it much better than you will. Even though I have it, it's still incredibly complicated and sometimes I can't even get my head around it. Uh, there's lots of different types. Like you said, it is a neurological condition and it involves a cross-wiring of the senses. So the way I kind of explain it to people is it's, it's almost like having a sixth sense or a, a, a different way to access your senses. So there's lots of different types. Um, some relate to music, some relate to taste. Um, it mostly involves things like, um, you know, there's, there are people who have it who, when they say a certain word, they can taste the flavour of mint or there's people who have the music version when they hear music they see colour along along with the music the one that I have um, relates to numbers letters words days of the week months of the year which all appear in a kind of a variety of colours um, and I also have a version of it that links to people so I kind of associate certain colours and certain combinations of colours and numbers and days and letters with people that I know or that I meet. Um, so it's very complicated, but essentially it's just a different kind of level of perception from the average person. When Have you had this from, from birth, Ashling, or does it...? Well, that's the assumption. I, I didn't realise I actually... I didn't realise I was any different in the way I perceived things until I was in my teens. And my aunt was actually listening to a radio show and she heard... Um, a researcher from Trinity College who was doing a study on it, discussing it. She said to me, this kind of sounds like what you've been going on about all these years. They all, I mean, my family all used to think I was, you know, that what I was coming out with was bizarre in the way I described people. Like I used to always explain as a child that my mother was blue and they never, you know, that's an insane thing for a child to say. So they didn't understand until they heard that radio show and um, I actually linked in with Trinity College then as part of the um, neuroscience department. They had a study on it. So I linked in there and they kind of took me in for scans, brain scans. You know, they attached the EEG cap to my head and mm. examined what my brain activity was and all that kind of stuff. And over the course of about six months, they first of all confirmed that I had it. And second of all, kind of studied my brain activity as I was experiencing different, you know, they'd show me different imagery and different letters and different colours and they'd watch what my brain did. So so it is something, as you say, that you pretty much all your life you remember have, you know, as you yeah. say, talking about the kind of cross-wiring senses, that's something you've had all your life. You're diagnosed with it in teenage years. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Like day to day, give us. Can you give me an example, Ashling, of how it affects you? Just for instance, to that example you used of um, your mum. Like when you think of your mum or talk about your mum, is that is it that you see you describe her as blue or that you see her as blue? Is that so? It's, it sounds bizarre, but say the, the way I, I explain it to people is: if I was to say to you Santa Claus, straight away you see the colour red or I assume you would see kind of maybe red and white or, you know, a, a colour kind of occurs to you about things. Or say if I was to say Coca-Cola, you kind of might see red mm. in your mind's eye. Obviously, you don't physically see red. You kind of just, it, it just comes to you in your in your head. So it's the same for me with people or with days of the week or with letters or with certain words or with certain combinations of numbers, phone numbers, etc., um, when someone mentions my mother, 
I mind's eye, I can see blue, I can see the number three, I can see certain things that link in with blue. Um, and in terms of like every letter of the alphabet for me has a specific color, a very specific shade. Um, every number has a specific color every day of the week, etc. And words for me or numbers are kind of long strings of color. And that's, you know, one of the kind of practical ways that I used anesthesia, I suppose, is that I I never forget someone's name once I've met them. Okay. Because I, I, because I can relate their colour, the colour that their name is back to them. Um, so often I might meet someone and they, you know, in conversation, they might tell me about their cousin or their, you know, sister-in-law and they might say their name. And 10 years later, I'll still remember yeah. that, you know, name. Likewise, I can remember long strings of numbers. I can remember, you know, if I look at a credit card, I can remember that for months and months after maybe a couple of seconds of looking at it. So there's there's lots of kind of odd practical yeah uses. well I was going to say it, advantages if you want to if you want yeah. to call it that yeah like the the downsides yeah I mean one of the things that I struggled with was at school um algebra is quite difficult or maths in general is quite difficult because if someone was to say to me you know a equals four that's the only comment like a does actually equal four for me in my synesthesia world, if you like, but it doesn't equal anything else. So when I was trying to get my head around maths in, in school, I had a really, really difficult time. And even now, in spite of, you know, being generally OK in all my other subjects and, and you know, having a level of intelligence now, like I still can't do very, very basic maths because I'm just flooded with colour. That doesn't make sense to me. It kind of it takes me much, much longer to process very simple maths. Um, where on the on the flip side, um, spelling is really easy for me. If I see a word, I'll always remember how to spell it because likewise, I remember the mm. combination of colours. Um, so there there are very few downsides, I suppose. As for, for me, it can be very difficult to be in crowds of people for a long time because like at, at concerts, for instance, or at festivals or in busy shops or things like that, because I'm, I'm always being bombarded with all this colour from people. So if I make eye contact with someone, their colour and their letter and their number and their day of the week kind of hits me. And if I'm in a crowd of thousands, that just happens over and over and over and over. So that can kind of be uh, a little bit tiring. Like it, it never it never stops me, you know, doing those things, but it just can be a little bit draining uh, at times. Okay. Um, but th- there's no there's no real downside that I know of, for yeah. my one anyway. Um, th- like how common is synesthesia? Because I, um, I have well, to be I, honest, Ashley, yeah. I, I like I really knew very, very, very little about this until until last night. Yeah, like I mean, I I know very few people who have it. I've probably spoken to maybe five or six people in my life who have it, and I've I've only ever met maybe two or three people who have it. And that was actually during the course of the testing that I was doing in Trinity College. So uh, you know, it's it's quite rare in terms of like most people wouldn't know anything about it, and, and most people that I meet don't know anything about it unless maybe they've seen, you know, BBC Horizon did a documentary on it a few years ago, and lots of people saw that. But outside of that, it's it's very rare. I'm not sure the exact statistics, but I think officially it's kind of fewer than two percent of the population have it. Um, but then also, I actually believe that more people have it than are aware that they have it, if you know mm. what I mean. Because we just might, n- might know what it is. This is it. And like quite like myself until yeah. I was in my teens and I just by chance my aunt heard that radio show. But I think you know, lots of people assign things. There's, there's all these extra 
they're not symptoms, but there's extra kind of characteristics of synesthesia that like things like seeing a calendar in kind of spatial reasoning around you. So there's lots of different people who you might see it on TikTok or on Twitter or Instagram, people talking about how they view the month of the year in their mind's eye. So, you know, January is top left corner, December is bottom right corner and the months kind of spiral in between. Those features, that kind of spatial reasoning is a kind of an element of synesthesia. Likewise, putting gender on a number. So some people might say, well, the number one is female, the number two is male or whatever, you know, that might associate for, for people. So I think there are a lot more people that have it than than are aware what mm. it is. And I also think there's a lot of children who might have it that their parents don't understand it or haven't heard of it that might dissuade them from talking about it, mm-hmm. if you know what I mean. Yeah. And 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 would getting like you know frequently when when we talk about um when people wait or you know subsequently get a diagnosis of whatever it is there is then I suppose the look or the search for not necessarily treatment but mechanisms or ways to you know deal better with whatever the diagnosis is day to day like is is there is there anything that that you do day to day No there isn't really I mean like that it's never it's never. I've never seen it as a negative at all. If if anything, it's made my life more colourful, and I feel like it's given me. Like I said, it's, it feels like a sixth sense for me. So very much, especially the kind of people element of mine. Yeah, well, the line like, of work you're in, I imagine yeah. too, Ashling. Yeah, yeah, it really helps, and especially you know, it, it's almost like sometimes I explain it to people like a a, a kind of advanced gut instinct. So when I meet someone, if their colour and letter and number doesn't all kind of gel well, that gives my gut an indication that, you know, I don't particularly like this person. Like a story that I remember from when I was in my teens, just after actually I found out that I had synesthesia and what it was, I was standing on Henry Street outside the jeweller's um, waiting on a friend and I just kind of turned to kind of my, my left and I saw a man standing there and I... I'm, I glanced at him for a couple of seconds and I straight away felt really, really unwell. And I, I actually was sick in, in the middle of the street because I just, whatever it was about him, I was just, it made me feel incredibly uncomfortable. And that gave me, I mean, that's a very extreme example of mm. it, obviously. But that kind of gut instinct about people and about who I can get on well with, who might not, who I might not get on well with, etc., has been very important in my life. And actually... I interviewed for a job one time and the hiring manager, I really had a bad feeling about based on synesthesia. Um, and so it made me think twice about taking the job, you know, so it, okay. it has helped me in, in, in those kind of strange, strange ways. Yeah. yeah. A text in from a listener who says, I also have synesthesia. I see letters and colours and I also attended the Trinity College programme, uh, as mentioned on radio by, by um, Ashling. I see A is always yellow, B is red, C is orange. And S is yellow, says this texter. That's really upsetting for me because <laughs> obviously, although we both have synesthesia, my letters are different colours or different from from the texters. So yeah. I'm not sure, you know, that, I that know really varies. That yeah. Kind of, yeah, it varies from person to person. In it, You know, we have the same experience of colour with letters, but mm. they're obviously different colours. And that's kind of, um, I don't, I can't, my brain doesn't let me understand how someone could see that A is yellow. You know, I can't, it, 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 it's it's in the same way if someone said to you, the sky is green, 
you'd be like, well, no, it isn't. It's blue. That's kind of how I feel about the letter A not being yellow. Yeah. Well, listen, Ashling, it's really interesting to um, to chat about it today. And, and thanks a million for, for sharing your, your, um, your story with us. Journalist and editor uh, Ashling Keenan there. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.